Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. All right, a new era in afternoons on KTAR Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. And Bruce, uh, we started the show at four talking about a situation with the Gilbert Goons that must be discussed. Rick Keener, yep. his son was attacked viciously by the Gilbert Goons. And Rick had to move his son to Europe to live with his mom because Rick thought the Gilbert Goons would end up killing his son. We got news earlier that one of the kids involved in beating his son will not be charged. I don't understand it. Nope. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know what the police are doing out there. But joining us now, as promised, is Rick Keener on KTAR. Uh, Rick, I know that you're furious. I, I, I guess my first question is, you got the call from the police on Thursday. I mean, you got to be going out of your mind about this. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Can you hear me okay? Loud yes, and clear. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I apologize in advance. I'm a, I'm a mixed bag of emotions right now because mm-hmm. I'm just uh, in shock um, when I got this news on Thursday um, that this, this, this kid's not going to be charged. Everything got dismissed. And I'm like, this, this is the instigator. This is the orchestrator. This is the kid that was threatening that school. This is the kid that I went. I thought I was doing all the right things. I'm going to the school. I'm giving them the heads up. I'm letting them know, hey, I'm pleading with you. Here's my phone number. Give this my phone number to this kid's parents, and let's sit down like adults and figure out what's going on. Nothing. Heard nothing. I don't even, honestly, guys, I don't even know if the school even called these people. I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully we can figure that out through discovery and stuff. But, um, you know, had that happened, this, we wouldn't even be talking today. And, and then I go, you know, I, I, my son gets attacked. I go to the police. I'm reaching out to everybody I think I'm supposed to, every entity that I'm supposed to reach out to. I'm trying to do the right thing. My son's trying to do the right thing. And I get every corner I go around, I get slapped in the face. And now there's a victim, my son. I can't even tell him this. I can't even, I don't have the, the nerve to call my son and tell him that this kid's walking free, not even a, a slap on the wrist. And he's probably going to go walk around school with his little smirk, thinking he's cool and stuff like that. And my son is overseas in a country. He doesn't even speak the language. And this is the justice that we get. I can't understand this. Uh. Um, Mr. Keener, I, I, I can hear the frustration and the anger in your voice. It, um, it, it appears to us, and again, I'm, I'm on the outside, and I do want to understand more about this. The, the kid at the center of this, he's the one who videotaped the attack. Is that correct? Yeah, that's they got the video from him the night of that. So yeah, and he was he was involved in it. He was in the video. Right, he's in the video, and he he pointed himself out in the video. But he 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 was there, and part of it. But their argument is, I'm not trying to make excuses. Their argument is in the video he doesn't appear to hit your son. Is there any other corroborating evidence? Is there any other witnesses that that put him as an assailant? That, that's the that's the million dollar question. You know, it, in the in the video, you can see him rearing his hand back like yep. he's ready to do it, but then the video stops conveniently. And I got to believe there's other video or other angles out there. But here's here's what here's the thing. If you look at 
the uh, law, 13-1203 on assault, Section 2A, it, it clearly says assault doesn't require hitting somebody. And, and I was told by the police because it was a group. It wasn't one-on-one. It was a group of them. Anyone that was in there participating would be charged. Okay. And so there, there's, you know, there's some gray areas there. I get what, what that point is, but, but that doesn't take away from what the actual law says. Right. I'm just trying to understand, sir. I hope you, hope you understand where I'm coming from. No, I, I do. Look, I'm a, I'm a reasonable person. I want to understand everything. But, you know, I found out, too, and I didn't know this, that the banks, the Bank of America right there were, has cameras right in front of there, oh. and they weren't working. They weren't working? Of course. No. That's okay. what I found out. So, I, you know, and, and you're talking about a Bank of America that's in the parking lot that shares the parking lot with In-N-Out, who's made over 200 calls mm-hmm. in the last year to the police about violence you you would think first of all that a bank would have the cameras but even after that kind of uh, call volume that they would have got that fixed so there's there's so many inconsistencies so many things that have been failures on so many different levels here um but at the end of the day you know this community needs to know that this kid's you know walking away and um you know, he, who knows what he's going to do? Who knows if he's going to attack somebody again? Who knows if kids feel comfortable even knowing that they're in class with him or whatever? Right. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Rick Keener is joining us on KTAR. Uh, his son was attacked by the Gilbert goons. He had to move his son to uh, an, another, uh, uh, goodness, out of America yeah, to another, another country. country because he thought his his son would be killed by the goons. And today, one person who was involved in it, they got him on video. Uh, the cops let him go. Okay, Rick, let, let's talk about this. Do you think something fishy is going on? You've got a lawsuit out against, um, you know, the school district. Uh, you've been outspoken when it comes to the police, the police chief, the mayor, the parents who may have known that that kids were beating up other kids. Do you think that they're trying to pay you back and say, listen, this guy's been a little bit too loud. So we're going to try and yeah. shut him up by letting this kid go, even though we know this kid is involved in beating up his son. Is there anything to that? I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't put any, you know, to be honest with you, in, in today's world and society, I wouldn't put anything past that. You know, it's, uh, who knows? It, it's possible. Um, what, about, it's what, about, what about the fact that, that this, this kid is the stepson of an elementary school principal? In the district, in the same district. Yeah. Definitely very suspicious, right? <laughs> it's it sounds fishy. I mean, there's no other ways yeah. to to put it that the the kid with a a a stepmom, a mom and stepmom, who's the principal down the street from the high school, mm. is the kid that's going to walk, right? And, and you know, I I, I I know looking through some of the affidavit, Mister Keener, um, the interview that detectives did with the 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 parents and the kid. I thought really stood out in a, in a bad way. Uh, um, they basically, right. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm paraphrasing. They, they told detectives that their son wasn't going to cooperate. Wasn't going to name names. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Because the mother stopped and, you know, I, I my understanding is the, the, the husband was going to, 
identify, and then she stepped in and said, "No, we're not." And and it's yeah, it's just it's, and some of the things they said just were ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Um, so there's, there's something definitely not right going on here, and it's not just there. It's 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 between the school district, the police. Something's just not right. Some something's not passing the smell test. No, and no. um. You know, we're going to figure it out, you know, this, and this kid's not squeaky clean. Trust me. He's got a, a past and, and not a good past. And, you know, and this isn't his only threat um, that he's had either. Okay. So, hey, hey Rick, do you, do you have do you have a couple minutes? Can you can you hold through the news? Because we got a couple yeah. more questions. Is that OK? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Thank let's you. put Rick on hold for a moment. All right, so Rick will join us on the other side. Rick Keener, um, his uh, son beaten by the Gilbert Goons, and the police uh, said, well, there's there's what looks like the ringleader of this thing in a video. Um, we're just going to let him go, though. He he apparently is completely innocent, and Rick got that phone call on Thursday, and as you can tell, he doesn't even, Bruce, he doesn't even want to tell his son yeah. who's in Europe, because imagine the reaction. Yeah, it, it, right? it is. It is. This story just keeps getting worse. I keep waiting for the story to get better. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps getting worse. Hey, this segment's brought to you by Beatitudes Campus. We're back with more of Mr. Keener in his own words about the news coming out about the Gilbert Goons. We'll do that in just about two uh, two minutes here on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gators. It's unbelievable, and and it's unbelievable to a lot of people. Shocking news coming out of of Gilbert, uh, uh, out of Chandler, as we learn more about the Gilbert goons. And maybe the most uh, surprising part is who's not going to be prosecuted? Who's not going to face consequences for their actions? Joining us, though, uh, sticking around, and thank you so much uh, for your time today, is Rick Keener. And Rick is the father of a young man, uh, a teenager, who was viciously attacked by the Gilbert goons at an in-and-out uh, hamburger parking lot and um, just found out yesterday that one of the assailants, one of the people there, one of the ringleaders, one of the people threatening his son will not face any charges. So, Rick, when you got the phone call Thursday, they didn't give you a whole lot of details. But when the detective contacted you and you hung up, what did you do? Well, my literally my stomach just turned and dropped, and, and I had to take a breath and sit down because I, I just I I was in shock. I couldn't believe what I was hearing because you know these these this detective is the one that you know organized the case and even said himself this you know this kid was arrested because he you know we found that he did orchestrate this whole thing and. You know, we have them on video and this, and, and I'm like thinking this is a slam dunk, you know. But um, and, and then to hear that ne- that news, I didn't even know what to say. So I I, uh, I called the prosecutor at the uh, attorney's office or at the um, county uh, um, Maricopa County's office because I I had to hear it from her and, and I, I just couldn't believe it. And I I asked, hey. Is, can I appeal? Is there something I can do? This can't be right. We, you know, I said this is why these kids continue to do this stuff because they don't suffer any consequences for their actions. So they think it's okay. They think it's cool. They get off and they just keep doing this stuff. 
And that's the problem, not just here, but across the country that we have. There's no accountability. There's no, no consequences for these kids. And they think they can continue to do it. And this is why we continue to have these problems throughout the country. And it's got to stop. And we as parents, people of the community, we got to stand up to this and we got to make change and we got to make change that's going to stick and and get this damn country back in order and and have some some decency and integrity and pride, you know, back in our communities. It's just frustrating. And again, I apologize. My emotions are all over the place. I can't articulate very well but um i think you're doing fine yeah you don't I'm, need to apologize just, i think you're doing just fine yeah listen yeah. He, he, he's a father he's understandably uh, upset disappointed he's rick keener he's with us right now can you speak at all about the lawsuit and and i know that you have a uh, the number i hear bendy a six million dollar lawsuit uh the naming a bunch of people you talk about making things right uh is that what's behind the lawsuit um, it's, it's complicated. There, the, the thing too, that's, there's, we keep finding out more information. And like you said, you know, you can't make this stuff up almost every day. There's some kind of news nugget that comes out that's just like, wow. Um, so we're just compiling all that together, but you know, there's just, there was a lot of incompetency hmm. and, um, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, the only way to get accountability sometimes is through a civil action. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what our goal is to accomplish some, some positive change in our school, school district. You know, if you know, or don't know, I mean, Arizona ranks has the ranks uh, worst in the entire country for public schools. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. So we can't fix that until we fix it in the, uh, the bureaucracy and the people that are in charge, we got to change that and get the right people there, or it's just going to be the same thing every well, year, every year. Well, dare I say a safe place for kids to go to school, right? Uh, if they, That's got to start yeah. with that, you would think. Rick, thank you very much for your, your time. Um, I, I got to believe that uh, it's not just us, but there's plenty of other people out there. There's plenty of other parents out there that are that are that are with you, that are feeling your pain, your frustration. They can't believe you're not alone. Uh, yeah. How this how this case is unfolded and how it appears that some of the ringleaders and some of the some of the bad actors in this might walk free for reasons that uh, are not clear to anybody. But uh, please know that we're there with you and we'll continue to talk to you. And as, as more things happen with this, we we hope to have a chance to maybe talk about some better things as is it's moving forward in a positive way. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. You guys are the best, and um, we'll keep you posted on uh, any new developments. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Rick. He's Rick Keener. His son viciously attacked by the Gilbert goons, and he learned yesterday that uh, one of the ringleaders is not going to be prosecuted. Is it because his mother is a principal in the school district? Uh, Here's something weird. Yesterday, that kid, one of the ringleaders? The one that was let off the hook today? Yeah. Uh, on Snapchat. Yeah, did you see that? Posted, it'll all be over soon. Mm-hmm. Yours is coming, my friend. Yeah, but he yeah. knew. Yeah. He knew so. He knew he wasn't going to face consequences. Yeah. He knew yeah. he was going to walk away scot-free, at least for now. I don't know how much more Rick can take, honestly. I mean, just think about it. If that is your kid mm-hmm. who was beaten, that's bad enough. 
But then you go down the road of the school dropped the ball, never called you back. You reached out to the police chief in Gilbert. He never called you back. You handed the police evidence. And now they've taken it and said, Meh, we're going to let the kid go. Yeah, the kid that was egging everybody on to beat your son is going to be walking around. I, I know how upset I am. And that's not my son. If it was my son or daughter, I don't know, man. I might be in a, I might be in a jumpsuit. I might be in an orange jumpsuit, and and Rick is a man of faith, and he is a good man, and he's trying. We talked about he's trying that. to do the, the right way, trying do all to the do right it, things, and he is getting stopped at every yeah. single door that he tries to walk through, and it's it's unfair. Um, we certainly appreciate his time, though, and uh, you can go back uh, on the podcast. You can listen to that entire interview. We had him for almost a half hour, and uh, he goes into a lot of a lot of the details and the things that uh, we maybe didn't learn in uh, some of the information that we had. This segment brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Is the Phoenix Open about to get neutered? If you read between the lines, it seems like. Next year's Open might look a lot different. We're digging into it next. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos on KTAR. Outspoken. Bruce and Gatos. KTAR News. Gatos! Bruce, what a time to be alive. Did you know we have a, a, a YouTube channel? I believe, yes, I did know You that. did know. Did I you did. read the emails? I just am learning about this. And not only do we have a, a KTAR YouTube channel, mm -hmm. we have a, a playlist for Outspoken with it's, some of our videos on it. It's, 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 it's highly viewed. It is highly viewed. It's highly viewed. Highly viewed. And uh, you can view it, too. I actually just tweeted out a link to it. Very also, nice. If you just want to easily click on that, the Bruce St. James. Okay. Um, the Phoenix Open. Uh, it, it's been their turn in the barrel about the last week. What does uh, a turn of the barrel mean? Turn I'm in the a... barrel means uh, when things are going wrong, mm. everybody everybody at some point takes a turn in the barrel, rolling down the hill, getting beat up. Okay. So the Phoenix Open's been getting beat up a little bit. Unfairly so, by the way. So Blown out of proportion. God, I think that's a matter of perspective. Couple videos, just a couple of people. So the guy's pants slightly overserved. Uh, yeah, um, but we had yesterday the um, uh, the chair of the the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds are the the nonprofit that put this on. Uh, he was speaking on uh, uh, on the on a golf uh, channel. Uh, by the way, uh, we've asked to speak to him. We know the newspapers like to speak to him, so. Take this with a grain of salt. Um, Why are you blown into the microphone? That's because we're getting nothing back when, okay. we, when we ask to speak to him. Just kidding. Absolutely nothing. Um, but this next year's might look a little bit different. Better not. Us. What do you mean it better not? Don't neuter my open. Don't you can neuter make, my open. You can make some slight changes. I think some slight changes are okay. What would you, what would you concede is something they could do better? Uh, maybe let a little less people in. I think that. Okay, so they, they yeah. are talking about fewer tickets for sale, are there general admission tickets? There are, yeah, but like GA. Yeah, you can totally get general admission. Right, tickets. fewer GA tickets Friday and Saturday. Okay, well, okay, that's probably that's probably going to work. the The other thing was with the rain. I, I don't think we would be talking about this if the weather was better. 
I really believe that. I don't think we'd be f- people falling down. Yeah, they had a few, but it was slippery out there. I was out there on Thursday, almost fell. I didn't have a single drink. I had to come into work. I'm telling you, the videos, and there's entire channels of videos. Oh, please. These are not people who didn't wear appropriate footwear um, and slipped. I did not wear the these appropriate footwear. These are people footwear. who couldn't stand. Well, that's because the, the, the ground was very moist, if you oh, will. They certainly sound like And it was still raining, and yeah. uh, there, was, there was some mud. And I think if you let a little bit less people in, especially if you know the, like, here's the thing. If you know the weather report and it's going to rain, you really can't let everybody in because then they, they all funnel. Congregate in the yeah, dry areas. Right. And they're in the dry area. There are not many dry areas. Can to you be explain honest. to me how congregating in the dry area encourages people to overdrink? Nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. Okay. Can't go and watch golf. Might as well have a cocktail. Um, what, can I give a shout can out? Can I to, answer your question? No, you're not even coming that close. Is, EJ, Becky, is that a good question? That I, was a good answer. So, so yes. while everybody, the grass was too wet, they were right. standing in the dry areas. Yeah. Was there any golf going on? Or no, was the, they had to just, cancel the so golf for a little while. It was, it was postponed there. for gonna, a while. I'm going to wait around. Might yeah. as well have a cocktail. All that's right. really kind of what happened. I'm being serious. I think that's what happened. EJ Montini writes for the, uh, for the paper. And he, he actually, I think he's on your side. Can I tell you the the title of his his uh, column today? Sure. I stand, or is it sway? This is his words. I stand, or or, or is, is it, it sway? Or is it sway in defense of waste management? Phoenix opens drunk rowdy golf fans. <laughs> so do I. Right. So do he I. said the problem isn't with those who disturb the concentration. Uh, of the players or caused a ruckus. The problem is we've yet to answer this question. Is golf a sport? It's <laughs> <laughs> got an argument. It does. It's pretty close to a pastime, Listen, I think. You know, it's it's right on the edge. If you're a golfer and yeah. you're coming out here and you don't think you're going to get heckled, don't come out here. It's a totally different so, thing. Well, why is aren't. golf the one sport? Yeah, and they aren't. Right. But mm-hmm. why is golf the one sport you can't yell at? Oh, I have no idea. That's just the way it's always been. But we you, do things you, differently. You, you go to a Suns game, and the guy's right in the middle of taking a free throw. I'm like, hey, buddy. Right. You know, you, you're yelling at him. I don't yeah, know why. that makes sense. Because think about baseball. They're up there waiting for a pitch that's coming at screaming bloody 90 miles an hour. We're screaming like Kennedy, crazy. Kennedy, 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 better swing, better swing. I mean, we're on them. I think the problem is, over so many years, yeah. you know, that golf has been around 100 years or whatever, um, it's it's an unwritten rule that that you're supposed to be quiet when someone is hitting you know is hitting the ball and that's all well and good it's and, all well and good and, but and unless you're eight, well. unless you're eight bl smoothies in but uh, we don't you do know? that here golf clap guys golf clap. guys there's even we, a special clap we don't do that but at the it Phoenix didn't Open. always used so to be that if you don't want to come and get a little bit of heckling uh, as a golfer don't come here people will always come in golf here we're not going to run out of people who want to golf at the Phoenix Open if you want your quiet if you want your course, shh, go play any other tournament in go, the world. Absolutely. Don't come to Phoenix then. And that's fine. That's what makes us different and better. So maybe <laughs> what you're saying is we need to rethink the rules of golf. Just here. We make maybe our own rules. Maybe everywhere. Maybe we should adopt yelling. It would, How about, about encouraging it. like dodgeball into it all so we can throw things at them, you know? Why not? And, see, what now if, you, you two know, are getting ridiculous. Oh, no are more we really? stuffy clothes. You, yeah. know, you, you can wear whatever you want. Now be you flamboyant. getting ridiculous. All right. It's trying to be pod. serious here. Have you subscribed to our podcast? It's Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. It's brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. We're like the radio show. We're like the Phoenix Open of radio shows. 
We don't drink during the show. Maybe I was going to say. I'll rethink that. I, I'm going to look around and I go, I can speak for myself, but I am not nearly uh, as lit as the people at the... I'll try and rethink that. It sounded yeah. good in my head. When it came out of your mouth, not so much? Becky Lynn, that wasn't great, right? Not, no. Okay. I, I would rethink it just okay. a little bit, but um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Trump the victim of a witch hunt? In New York. Do you want me to answer that, or are we going to wait? It was a bad day for him. We're going to talk to a KTR legal analyst, Barry Markson, about it. It's coming up next on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Hey there. Um, appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today. Thank you uh, very much. On your way home, probably for a lot of you. All right. Drive safely out there. Um, it was a... Uh, <laughs> Expensive day in court might be a nice way to put it for uh, uh, Trump and his um, his sons and some of his business partners. Joining us right now to make a little bit more sense of it is Barry Marks and KTAR legal analyst. Uh, Barry, how are you today? Good, boys. How you doing? Excellent. Thank you. So how much is uh, uh, Trump and the group on the hook for? What was that number today? Oof. It was a giant number for Trump himself. It was just about three hundred and fifty five million dollars. And then another another few million dollars uh, for Eric Trump and for Don Jr. And another million dollars for their former CFO, uh, Alan Weisselberg, because mm. uh, the judge thought he uh, thought he kind of lied to him. And and uh, Weisselberg got a two million dollar uh, severance when the Trump organization let him go after he pled guilty to a felony earlier. And uh, the judge said he thinks that uh, that was payment to lie or not to come, not to be forthright. Yeah. So it basically clawed back some of that bonus. So help me understand this case. There's so many of these bleeping cases. I'm having trouble keeping them straight. Explain to us, like I'm eight years old, what was this case about? This was a, a, a civil case brought by the New York Attorney General, and it was about Trump uh, and the Trump Organization lying on financial documents, and that's against the law. You, you can't do that. And so on multiple financial documents, the judge previously found a pattern of fraud uh, in the Trump Organization. They were regularly inflating the value of assets, and you might say, well, what's the difference? Why do they do that? Well, banks give better terms to richer Client. So if you have more assets, you have more uh, liquidity, you have more money, they give you lower interest rates, lower fees, because you're considered to be a, a safer bet. So Trump would pump up the value of his of his properties or of his value overall and then get these better these better deals from the banks. And the number that three hundred fifty five million people are like, where's that number from? That's basically the amount of money that that they've proven that the Trump organization profited from this fraud. So in other words, the money they saved in interest, the money they saved in fees was about three hundred and seventy million and the judge basically ordered them to Give up it, it, to give back all that extra profit. Uh, Barry Marks and KTA Art legal analyst. Voters don't care about this, Barry. Voters don't. I don't think voters care. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think voters care about this. It, it looks like New York doesn't like Donald Trump. The Stormy Daniels thing is flimsy. That's another case. That's I think a different it, just, one, yeah. it just makes him look gross. Uh, and okay, he paid her off. It's hush money. It came from campaign. Okay, I just think it's gross. I don't know how it's illegal. But then, you know, and then this one, it just looks like New York doesn't like Trump and they're just trying to ruin him. But at the end of the day, I don't think voters care. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, until Trump, uh, Gatos, I would have suggested to you that almost anybody, that almost anybody, uh, 
would have cared. Uh, any other presidential candidate, I think, if, if they would have faced this sort of thing, the, the sex uh, the sex case uh, with E. Jean Carroll, where that was an $83.3 million uh, verdict where the judge uh, found, or the court found that he had committed a sexual assault. The judge even termed it a rape. Uh, I think that would have completely derailed any other candidate in the history of the United States running for president. Why he's, it doesn't with he's Trump, different. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's different. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm not saying that well, it he... it probably helps him with them. I, mean, I think it does probably yeah. help him. I, listen, the New York Attorney General may have had every right to go and, and, and after him in this case, and maybe he should pay $355 million at the end of the day. I'm just telling you, the voters don't care. I, it's at least what I think. He's Barry yeah. Markson, uh, KTR legal analyst. Barry, I, can I just get back to this case? Because this is something I don't understand. You, you talked about the inflating of assets and this, but the banks weren't going after Trump. Like, who's the victim in this? You, do, do you know what I mean? Like, if if the banks themselves didn't have a problem necessarily, uh, yeah. they had to do some of their own due diligence. They signed the documents and all this, that, and the other. And it wasn't like he was being sued by Deutsche Bank. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Who's the victim? Yeah, it's it's a unique case for sure, uh, Bruce. And I hear what you're saying. There was no victim. The banks were paid back. Uh, they received the money that was uh, that was loaned out. They received their interest on the loans. Everything was fine. No, no bank was complaining about it. The victim is the people of New York, and and that's the that's the claim that the money that was uh, that, you know he got terms that other people can't get. Uh, he was treated differently because he inflated the wealth. That's the argument. And you know it'd be a similar thing to say. Let's we had this recently, right? We had a uh, somebody pretending to be a doctor and operating on people, doing procedures on people who've never been to medical school, had no training. So is it only a crime if you do that if somebody dies, or is it just a crime? Mm-hmm. Is, it a crime if I, if, is it a crime if I speed and drive recklessly, or only if I hit somebody and kill them? Um, that's, so it's like are, intent? We have, all, we, have all sorts of, we have all sorts of laws that are designed to protect the public. It doesn't require there to be a victim in a, in a particular case okay. for the mm-hmm. law to be broken. Okay, well, thank you. I, I, I was just trying to understand it, and I appreciate your explanation, Barry. Um, uh, you know, Barry and I are going to be uh, together on the radio Monday. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be here. Good. Have fun. <laughs> Looking forward to hanging out with you, Barry, Monday, 4 to 7, all right? Thanks, Barry. Yeah, yeah. You have all a great right, day. Yeah, all right. Good. He's Barry Markson, KTA, our legal analyst, as we try to understand more about Trump having a very bad day monetarily. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. Well, when you add up all the money that he's uh, judgments against him, it's almost a half a billion dollars at this point. Uh, Trump uh, said uh, we have a corrupt judge. Crip judge. Not a well, he did man. call the judge a psychopath during the trial. <laughs> and I don't know a lot. I don't, I'm not in front of judges a lot, but I'm pretty sure calling him psychopaths doesn't help your case. He, he just can't help himself. And no. he always puts his foot in his mouth. He makes it worse. Oh, uh, the judge said he thought he lied in, on, on the The on case the about the woman in the 90s and whatever happened. He, he I, raped I her. Yeah. I don't know. I, was, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't follow the case. I'll be honest. Yeah. I didn't follow the case. I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> you but, don't think he'd rape people? Of course he would. <laughs> I, I don't know. When he went out, when he went out after like the first civil case, then he started ripping her again. Yeah. And then he got sued again. For nine, eight million. Like, yeah. you're like, once, one of these days, you're going to start running out of money. Mm-hmm. And that's probably when he'll shut up. But in New York, <laughs> they're always going after him in New York. He says it's like Russia. It's like China. It's like China. That's what he said. It's like Russia. Yeah. So um, it's not going to hurt him. It's not going to hurt him. I don't one, think New York misses Trump. I don't, I don't, I don't think they miss him at all. Hey, we had an opportunity to speak to the father of one of the victims of the Gilbert Goons. His name's Rick Keener. We're going to play you some of what he said. An emotional father joining us next on KTAR.